Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to another exciting episode of Carving the Divine TV. My name is Yujiro Seki. I'm a director, writer, and the producer of the documentary Carving the Divine. Carving the Divine is about Buddhist sculptors of Japan, and I'm ready to present it for the first time in the world. But before I do so, I thought it would be a great idea to introduce basic concept of Buddhism and the history of Buddhism so that when you guys finally watch my documentary, you guys can watch it at the maximum value. With that being said, I would like to introduce this uh, crazy intelligent guy. Uh, he is uh, kind enough to come back to our show time after time. Welcome, welcome back, Frederick. Frederick Hewitt, welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Yuji. Hello, world. I'm excited to be back on your program. Awesome, awesome. So we have a lot to cover today, so we're going to uh, dive directly into the question. But last time we talked about the Kamakura School of Thought, and uh, you know we basically learned about the uh, people had a difficult times because of the warfare and the you know a uh, lot of disease and the you know stuff like that, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, that was part of a popular trend back then. Uh, people believed in the latter day of the law, which was prophesized by the founding Buddha, uh, Siddhartha Gautama, that basically several thousand years after his passing, uh, the, the belief in Buddhism would weaken and, and society would collapse into degeneracy. So people uh, in Japan at that time period believed that the the end of time was near. So people were earnestly seeking salvation. Um, <laughs> but today's topic? Oh, okay, okay. Now we're gonna dive into the, the, today's topic. So, uh, so we're gonna talk uh, details on uh, each Buddhist uh, sect uh, from a, a Kamakura uh, period uh, from now on. Uh, so today we're gonna talk about the Jodoshu. So, what is Jodoshu and why Jodoshu is so important? Yes, uh, Jodoshu is the uh, Pure Land School of Buddhism. And uh, its origins go far back in China, uh, but it became popularized in Japan during the Kamakura period by a monk named Honen. Uh, Honen, he was born in the mid-1100s, uh, 12th century. He was part of a privileged family. Um, his father actually was assassinated as part of that political strife between warring factions. And his family sent him to be a monk for his own protection. And he went to the monasteries in Mount Hie to study Tendai Buddhism. Um, during that time, uh, Honen, he, he grew into his 20s and he, uh, he wasn't. He didn't feel that what he was being taught offered the solutions to the social problems uh, of his day. He, he traveled to other temples in Nara and Kyoto, and uh, he studied all sects of Buddhism. Uh, but he felt uh, uh, that that the hierarchy of the uh, religious structure they they made it uh, the barriers too high for common people to be saved. Uh, and he was uh, really seeking a practical um, one-pass solution for everybody. And he found that in the writings of, of a Chinese uh, religious writer, Shan Tao, uh, who, who taught that just by chanting the name of Amitabha Buddha and showing sincere uh, faith towards him, 
him dwelling in the uh, pure land of Western paradise, that all people would be admitted into that land and be saved from this world of suffering. Um, and uh, Honen, he, he, um, he taught the concept of mercy, uh, deriving from Hongan, the Amitabha's primary vow, that anybody that um, that believed in him and sought his um, that sought him would be washed of all past karma. Um, so that no matter what, people could attain salvation. This is what they call tariki, which is um, relying on outside power. Um, Honen, he thought. Um, because most major schools, they, they taught that you practice in a certain way and uh, that you go through several steps to reach enlightenment. Um, but he felt that most common people could not, you know, it was, it was too many barriers. So he simplified it. Um, Nangyo was the way I just mentioned. He pushed people towards Igyo, which is the easy path, which just is based on our faith chanting Nam Amidabutsu, devotion to uh, Amidab, Amitabha Buddha. Uh, his message, it, it drew a large following from, um, from common people that had previously been ignored uh, by religious circles. Um, you have commoners, peasants, merchants, criminals, prostitutes, all segments of society that were told that, or they, that by uh, chanting the Amitabha's name, they were guaranteed salvation. And he attracted a large following, um, and even among upper class society as well. And uh, his, the established schools of Buddhism, uh, they were startled by this development, and they told Honen to stop, which he didn't. And he and his followers uh, were all banned and exiled to different parts of Japan to try and break up um, the Pure Land School. Uh, however, wherever they all went, they kept preaching to the local people in the respective regions, and the influence continued to grow. Uh, Honen, he was forgiven by the central government in about the beginning of the 1200s. He was invited back to uh, Kyoto after about five years in exile, and he wrote one last treatise uh, before his death, um, just summarizing his beliefs into one page. and. Um, it was just a declaration that all people uh, are equally capable of uh, being saved by sincere acceptance of um, Amitabha's mercy. So in a nutshell, that's the history and philosophy of Pure Land. Wow, that sounds like, a, you know, uh, so different from uh, what I've uh, heard previously. Uh, awesome. So great, great. Uh, we learned a lot today. So if you think uh, uh, this information is useful, make sure to subscribe this YouTube channel, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, and like me on my Facebook. So that's how we do it in the 21st century. That's right, Yuji. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. So, so I will see you guys next time. See you. Yes. Thank you, Yuji. I'll see you next time. <laughs>